you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hey everyone, welcome to Dear Alice today. We are talking about a really simple little thing today, but we feel like it's worth talking about after all. Interior design is all about the details. So um, today's podcast is about hallways. And to that, we say it's the journey and it's that point A to point B. And we feel like uh, hallways are a really special place to um, have a smaller, more intimate moment within the house. And so don't forget about them. Don't forget to um, hang art in them. We have lots of thoughts about that. The lighting of hallways is interesting. The flooring transitions. It doesn't just have to be a means to an end or a passageway. It can be a really special moment. So, and it shouldn't be ignored either. Cause I think, especially right now where we're in such, um, I don't know, an age of these open floor plans and everybody's like, everything's open to everything. And, yeah. and you, when we go through those spaces, I kind of miss that journey that you do feel in some older homes or estates where you have these intimate vestibules and you have, you know, passageways and hallways that take you throughout this house. And you have thresholds that kind of leave some mystery mystery. I think beyond the corner and just kind of call you to go explore, which I think is really magical. So anyway, don't ignore the hallway. Yes. Okay. So we have our question today. It's from at Anna Barnes 23. And the question is how to spruce up hallways, especially when narrow slash dark and boring favorite topic. We love this. (laughs) So great. So, so you talked a little bit about, um, flooring patterns and transitions. Um, talk a little bit more about that in a hallway in particular. Yeah. Especially if you guys are in the midst of a remodel or a new build and you're thinking about replacing your flooring, say it's hardwood everywhere. Um, you don't have to keep that wood running the same direction in your hallways that you have going everywhere else. I think in a hallway where you have a threshold from a big room going into either a vestibule, going into a master bedroom or down a long dark hallway, like you're asking about Anna Barnes, um, that's a great time to do something different with that flooring pattern. So if you are using wood, you know, we have examples where we see herringbone happening in those spots. We see, um, there's one that we use quite a bit. It's like a concentric rectangle, but concentric rectangle is a great, I think, treatment for a hallway or a little square vestibule in front of a coat closet. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's fun. And even if you want to switch, I was looking at some concepts this morning just to kind of get our juices flowing. And even if you have like a change of material too, we saw some really interesting um, actual carpets. You know, if you're in upstairs and going towards a kid's room, you can do something like really fun with your carpet, whether it be broad loom from wall to wall or even with your runners. Obviously we'll, we'll mention that too, the importance of runners. Um, but yeah, your flooring transitions, don't call it in and keep it running the same direction as it is everywhere else. Use that moment to make it exciting because people will notice yeah. and you'll be happier looking at that dark hallway. That's not so dark and lonely anymore. Love that. I also think um, if you are redoing your flooring or you're doing a new build, um, I don't ever love it when the hardwood floor is running the same long direction as the hallway. So, so that it's parallel to the walls, if that makes sense. I don't ever want my hardwood floors running long, like the hallway is long because it makes it feel like a bowling alley. 
I would rather have, if you can only lay it straight and you can't say do a herringbone for some reason, then I would say turn it perpendicular to the long wall so that you don't get that bowling alley effect. Or if you do have an architectural detail like a portal in the middle of your hallway that sort of breaks up the length of it, maybe at that portal line you could run um, horizontal planks within that portal and then switch back to long planks and then go again mm -hmm. at your thresholds with um, with the short planks. So you can, you can do interesting things like that in hallways and it makes it really a beautiful um, journey to walk down. But I think that's the place where I would spend money on the herringbone floor. A lot of people love to love that idea, but it is more labor intensive. So the labor on laying a herringbone floor is much more expensive than just laying it straight as it should be, or a chevron floor. Um, I've even seen some beautiful parquet floors. Um, yes. What's that brand? Yeah. I can't remember. We just saw some really beautiful inspiration um, for a job and uh, yeah, we're obsessed with it. Yeah. It would be really labor intensive for your own um, wood floor guy to do, but um, it would be one that you could probably order it in, in whatever species you're using. And they have designs that interlock together. And that would be a really fun trick to play in the hallway because it is a small space. So square footages wouldn't be out of control with cost, but you would get a detail and it's going to make walking through that hallway so much more special. Make it look so wealthy. Yes. So gorgeous. Yes, it will. Um, so that's a little bit about what to do with your floor patterns and your transitions. Um, so you noted a runner. Yes. Let's talk about runners and hallways. Yeah. And maybe we'll, let's define what a runner is. Yeah, a runner is, again, a, a piece of a rug, basically, but a long, narrow rug mm -hmm. that's proportionate to your hallway. So we, we see runners a lot in front of kitchen sinks. We use them a lot there. And we use them a lot in hallways, especially when you're trying to break it up and make things more interesting. We're not talking about wall-to-wall -wall carpet no. here or carpet in general. We're talking more like a hand-knotted rug that has been um, made long and narrow and thin just specifically for a hallway. So it's not been cut off irregularly. It's been woven to be that exact runner size. And it's something that we saw a lot in old homes, antique homes. They used to make a lot of these runners and we've been um, procuring them here at the shop because we believe in them so much and we believe so much in the hallway mm -hmm. um, that we, we, you can get them super, super long too, which is really interesting. We haven't gotten super, super long ones yet because it is so specific, but we have a few out here that are probably like 17, 18 feet long. Mm -hmm. They do have them that go up to 25 feet long or so. Um, so anyway, it's a hand-knotted, long, skinny runner. Yep. And they usually obviously have, like, we have a lot of the vintage Turkish ones that we love so much, um, but they add so much interest because, again, it's artwork for your floor. So it's a great way to kind of give, I don't know, that base layer to this long, boring hallway that you're referring to um, to give it some excitement. And, you know, it's so much fun to walk on, too. I think the energy from that wool and from the antiquity is so, so true. And it gives so much energy to that space. And yeah, I'm, we're big believers in that runner. And again, that's a great springboard to then know, okay, that's what's happening on my floor. Now, how do I dress my walls in your hallway that can feel really daunting when you're looking at so much space and you're like, how am I going to fill this with so much art or mirrors? Like, what do you do with the walls? Jess. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, the question has been asked and we were even asked by House Beautiful to give a quote on this. And people are always asking about the gallery wall. Is it dead? And they were really trying to push us to say, yes, it's dead. 
and to get a quote from us saying that. And I was like, I can't say it. I can't say it's dead because we all, especially here in Utah, have this great sense of family and have all of these photos, um, whether they be genealogical, black and whites of our grandparents, or just even modern day and these moments that are more candid. I feel like photographs today, we're not really standing in formal family photos as much as we're just trying to capture moments. And there's so many great ones. And where do you put them all? Because they're not always really big sized. Some of them are smaller eight by tens. Um, and so to collect all of your groupings of family photos, a really great place to do that is in a hallway. And the reason why is because it's an intimate space you're up close. And so you can actually see the detail where if you were to have a gallery wall, say over a mantle or something like that, you're too far away to really be able to observe the detail of some of these smaller photos. So, it, and also it's within the inner sanctum of the home. And so I think it's private to be able to share all those family moments with people. And I don't necessarily want to share those things in an entryway where people can come in your front door and kind of count how many kids you have. And do you know what I mean? I know that sounds crazy creepy, but I just don't think a family photo belongs in an entryway. It's too intimate. I think show that in a family room or a living room, or I think the hallways are a really great journey to discover and tell your story and show sort of the, I don't know, just like the beginning to the end. It's a, it's a really, it really is a timeline. Yeah. It's really special. My, one of my favorite places in my parents' home is the hallway to their bedroom. And it's like from the baseboards almost to the, um, the crown mold is family photos. And it's, it's our journey. It's our family journey. And we can get it right. We can almost stick our noses right up against the glass to really see what was going on in that era or that timeline. And it evokes stories and memories. And um, it's fun for my parents, I think, to be able kids. to see that evolution. Yeah, it's really fun for right. the kids. Totally. Did you see your bangs in the 80s? Oh, you guys, I had the best bangs. <laughs> and it was the 90s, too, when they oh. got real big. Taller the banks, closer to God. Right? Girl, they were as tall as my face. Yep. Yeah, I've seen them. So I'd love to see an entire gallery of that. Yes, we, we would all love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love that that you're talking about just the intimacy of those moments. Don't show all your cards at the entry. Yeah. And so if you, people always ask like, where am I going to put my family pictures? And as you go through some houses, when we're just like doing a first time consultation with a client, um, we'll often see if they don't have like, any art collections or they're just starting, they have like pictures, like just gallery wraps of their family. That's just like everywhere. And anyway, it's almost, almost too much. And so you want to, I think, keep that sacred, keep that intimate. And I think the hallway is such a beautiful place to display that. So mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So good. Okay. Let's talk about how to light a hallway. I think a lot of times that gets forgotten in a new build. And so hopefully you've got some electrical that we can pull from in there or get your electrician to run things. This is a really great place for a sconce. Yes. If you don't know what a sconce is, that is a light that hangs on the wall. And they're smaller. Sometimes they have shades. Um, sometimes they are encased in like a glass tube. They have all different styles, um, but it's kind of a traditional trick, I would say. Yeah. And you get light right at the eye level. Another version of a sconce is an art light, which goes up and over the picture. And it's kind of a smaller cylinder type shade with a with shape with a long light bulb in it that you don't see. Mm -hmm. So it's covered and it allows the um, light to shine directly on the artwork or the family photos or whatnot. I think it feels very studious. It does. And, yeah. and the reason why we like those um, lights on the wall too 
is again, it creates that break again uh-huh. with a massive wall. If you have, you know, a light every, you know, eight or 10 feet, or whatever, if it's really, really long or just depending on your wall, um, would depend on how you'd break that up. Or if you're trying to frame in a big gallery, maybe you just have mm-hmm. two and that's enough. And you know, again, all circumstantial, but it does give a break to that long run and you get these like little art spots happening on that wall to kind of take you through that journey. Yeah. And I think that's, this is probably the very best answer to Anna Barnes, um, to your question of, especially when your halls feel narrow, dark and boring, uh, to be able to add light to them via sconce or art lights, it's going to make it not boring at all. And it's not going to be dark anymore. And it's not going to feel as long either because you've got sort of this journey that you're taking down the hallway. That's really interesting. That makes you kind of want to stop and take it in. Yeah. And depending on your style too, you can get, you can do some funky things. And if you think about this display of art, this display of family pictures, consider it a gallery. You know, you don't have to do just like little tiny frames, you know, like really display it thoughtfully. And there's some really great concepts that we can put on the show notes um, on how to do this and make it look really intentional and almost feel like that gallery moment. So whether it be your sconces, which we're big advocates of, or the art lamp, um, we love that, especially at the end of a hallway. Yes. I love seeing like, again, that back wall when you're looking down a hallway into the, I guess, I, you know, where the roads, the crossroads, where if you're going to turn right or left, mm-hmm. you usually have a wall that you're looking down and you have a resting spot for a great piece of art and a spot for your eye to land. And so whether that's just a piece of art with an art lamp over it, or it's a, you know, a chest Mm -hmm. with a gloppy oil or something above that with an art light, it's so much fun. And it makes that hallway not seem so long because it's coming towards you a little bit more. Yeah. I love that. Considering our vantage points, you know, at the end of any run, um, always being able to see art sort of framed up within an architectural moment like that is awesome. I also love that Sue noted that you didn't actually say a family photo at the end of the hall, you said a piece of art. And I think that's a really nice resting spot from any other visual information, all of the photos and whatnot. I love the idea of walking toward a painting. Mm-hmm. So it's just a little bit more serene and less like you're trying to really understand all of the relationships and everything else. I like those um, photos on the peripheral walls as you're walking toward the painting, if that makes any sense. Another trick with lighting that we really love is instead of doing can lights above you when you're walking down a hall, if you make those smaller pendants, Um, then you've got something sort of projecting into the space and it's more dynamic than just a can light hitting the floor. And it illuminates in a really pretty way and adds shape to a hallway because a hallway is a really, really long rectangle and it's a lot of straights. And so it's an awesome opportunity to add in like a globe of some sort overhead. Um, Traditionally, you might see like lanterns like lining a really long hallway in an old home, um, which is also really darling. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And that repetition just breaks up the length like the sconce did, right? Yeah. So I love that. That's awesome. Um, So let's talk a little bit about utilizing closets in a non-closet way within a hallway. Um, We recently did this in a project that we unveiled maybe about a month ago for House of Kennedy. Mm -hmm. It was a remodel we did. The before and afters are bananas. It's a 4,000 square foot home um, here in Utah with just eight foot ceilings. And when you first come in the, um, the door, you're just sitting in an entry hall. It's just long and not actually long. It was pretty short with the staircase to your right. And we were really wanting a sense of entry. 
And so um, the homeowner was all for taking out the coat closet to be able to give us a pocket within that hallway where we could put a console and a mirror above it and a lamp and kind of give it its own little entryway. And so um, that's what we're talking about by utilizing closets in a non-closet way. You, If you're doing a remodel, um, if you're building today, maybe you're building something with a little bit more of an entryway. If you're buying something existing, there's usually coat closets. Back in the old days, there was always a coat closet. And so it's a really good chance to grab a little bit more square footage if you have somewhere else to put those coats. And then that would give us a moment to put in a demi-loon table or a small console or a chest with a piece of art. Right and built-ins. I, I think yeah. too, like a little built-in bench. We see that a lot, like with windows down a long hallway, you might take out a closet that was sitting there to give a little cavity for a little resting spot mm-hmm. with bookshelves around it or something interesting. Yeah. Like just, yeah. Like in a mud hall or um, even in an upstairs hallway, something like that, you could take out a closet, make a moment, tell them about, there's a home that we did. It's the Tahoe tree house yes. on our portfolio. Tell them about that favorite moment of yours. Yeah. So this, there's a big, great room um, on the main level. And then up above, there's this long breezeway connect, like connecting some guest bedrooms on one side to the bunk room and kids play area on the other side. And along this breezeway that's open to below, there was the architect had drawn in like a little balcony, like with actual doors that open from the hallway to go out to this almost like a little widow's peak or something for whoever's, you know, walking down the hallway to see who's driving up. And it's really nice and I guess in concept, but when we started like just looking at it and thinking about this family and their young kids going out there and jumping off of a railing or, you know, you just, anyway, you think about those things and just trying to utilize it in a, in a way that would actually be useful and endearing and lovely for their family. We're like, this should be, we shouldn't actually use that for exterior space that we can't use every day, right? We should use that on the interior. And so we actually created a pop-out so that inside we had a massive day bed. There was a day bed and then we did um, bookshelves and it's on our portfolio again under Tahoe Tree House. You can see how the bookshelf kind of wraps up and around this little moment and it is the family's favorite moment. And mm-hmm. it's so great because it's a little spot that you know parents and their children can sit, they can read some books before they go their separate ways and the kids go to the bunk room and parents go to the guest bedroom. And Or if you just like want a secret little, like I have a conversation with the a sister-in-law you haven't talked to in a really long time. Like they find them, there's themselves going up there all the time. There's always somebody on that little day bed and it's the size of a twin mattress. We actually had this whole thing created, but it is, it's such a winning, a winning pocket in that house. And it breaks up again, that long hallway. And it's fun to look at from below at what, what would just be a long hallway from below to, and just be a blank window. So it's, it's magic, again, trying to utilize those cavities that are happening in your home, but just could probably be used better and more practically and more lovely than they are currently. And I feel like I don't care what size you are or how old you are, there's something really fun about being in an intimate, little cozied in space. Everybody likes to feel safe and warm and um I don't know, those conversations just feel more intimate and like you can stay longer. You don't feel as vulnerable in a small space like that. And so they end up being your favorite little tucked in moment within the house to have a moment. 
Yeah. And Jess, you always say this too, like when we're talking about little small pantries or these small spaces that we're all just naturally drawn to and people want to be in, Mm -hmm. when we're in small spaces, we feel bigger and more important. And the news that we share also feels more exciting and more important. You're always, you always say like, oh, that's a good place to share a secret, (laughs) you know, or to tell your mom you're pregnant or something. You'd pull someone aside to tell them something really important to you because like, we can just like go in there and whisper and giggle and and anyway, I just, I love these little small intimate moments that you can create in a hallway, mm-hmm. you know, that weren't there before that will be memorable, I think for you and your family. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. Um, so the last point we were going to touch on was vestibules. Let's define the vestibule. The vestibule. I feel like even on Ashley Kennedy's, the house of Kennedy a project uh-huh. that you're referring to that entry vestibule, that's not a ha- hallway. That is more of like this entry landing vestibule. And I think it's more of a squared up space instead of a long, narrow space that we consider a hallway. And so again, those little pockets, those vestibules are just, they're kind of like crossroads and transitionary points Mm -hmm. as you go from one space to another. So for her, it goes from the entry door and then you go through this little vestibule to then look through and see her library ahead. And Mm -hmm. so again, there are these little moments that you capture um, before you make a right or a left turn, right? Before you figure out where you're supposed to go in this house. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of what I consider a vestibule, just these mm-hmm. moments. A lot of times we'll have vestibules before a master bedroom. Again, you're not going to like show all your cards and like go from a great room and open up a door right into a bedroom, mm-hmm. right? You usually have some type of landing spot where you go and you see like a, a wall with a beautiful painting or something before you then turn a corner mm-hmm. to go and take that journey into the bedroom, right? Yeah. So that vestibule is really important because it's kind of like, it's the preview, you know, to what you're about to experience. And it's just a really great spot for your eye to land, for you to kind of give people a warm up. Yeah. And I think one of the side benefits of the vestibule, maybe their origin or their design was also made for privacy. Um, Because oftentimes, like I know in Rach Parcell's home, which a lot of you might be familiar with, before you go into the bedroom, there's this great vestibule you're coming from. Uh, a wide open floor plan. Um, it's not even a hallway. It's just so open, but you see this little tiny room, this opening, and you can go within there and then turn left and see the bedroom door. And then you can open that. So if the bedroom door did happen to be open and you were undressing, nobody could see that from the great room because there's a vestibule there that has you that you'd have to turn within in order to to see that, that space. So um, oftentimes we'll see on floor plans and more traditional floor plans, or I think a really well-drawn floor plan, a thoughtful architect. There's oftentimes a vestibule before um, uh, like a powder bath or a bedroom or something like that. It gives it a sense of entry, I guess, and a sense of privacy. And it's really fun for a designer to get to create the appetizer moment before the big room and um and it's intimate and people love feeling safe and and um I don't know private before you go into a more private space like a bedroom or bathroom yeah I think one thing too back to Rachel's is that that's just a cased opening right yeah it's not there's no doors that and like take you into that vestibule it's just case so you do see that you see a cased in threshold kind of blocking and squaring up that room like we were talking about before. But that whole thing is all wallpapered, yeah. So which is really fun because you're not feeling that in the living room or the entry. Yeah. But then you look in there and you're like, ooh, what's back there? Yes. You know, like it, you can do really cool treatments. It's the same wallpaper in hers yeah. as it is in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. 
But um, Sue worked on a really beautiful home years ago, and you did all of the children's bedrooms in a different... all of the vestibules had their own special wallpaper within them. And it was just this absolute little twinkle of a moment before you hit the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And the vestibules really had a feeling to who that child was. And so wallpaper is this this thing that's in an upheaval right now. Everybody's just loving it and uprising, I should say. Everybody's loving wallpaper and wanting a place to put it besides the powder bath, besides the laundry room. The vestibule is a spot where you can really... um, doctor those up to give a feeling about what that room is that you're about to walk into and about the human that's going to be in that room. Yeah. Because along with the wallpaper and those vestibules you were talking about, the kids also curated their own galleries. Yeah. So in every gallery, you see a part of their story and the part of things that they feel are important to them, which is really fun. I think for just anybody, even in our master vestibules, again, to see like when you go to your parents' home and their entry to their bedroom, those are you know, the most important things in their lives are their kids. And so that's so fun to kind of begin and end your day, like walking through that journey before you go to sleep or when you wake up to get ready for the day. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I love that. Yeah. So if you are going to be embarking on a new build, um, it might be something worth jotting down to tell your architect that one thing that you really want in this new home is a vestibule before the bedrooms or bathrooms to make sure that they include them. They are a luxury, not a necessity, but I think that they give the house a really um, well-built, well-thought-out um, feeling, and it's a really fun thing to do afterward in the more decoration phase of the build. Just super fun. Anyway, hope this helps. I hope you guys are excited about your hallways this year. We're always excited about the hallway and it's really easy to make a big impact in a small space. And so it won't take a ton, but I think you'll be really happy if you do put some time and effort into making your hallways feel a little bit more special. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 